Well, I want to I hit a value of ours this morning that, um, you know, I think really, if I put it to you this way, I'll ask you a question and then we'll see how you respond to the question. But how many would say that um, you hear God's voice? Here, let me rephrase the question. How many say I hear voices? <laughs> Have you ever thought about the Christian walk and all the things that we espouse to and believe in? And if you were to sit down with a, uh, like a clinical psychologist at times or someone like that or a psychiatrist and they ask you things like, so if they ask the question like, do you hear voices? You're like, yeah, yeah. Do you see things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I do, yeah. You, like, do you realize how that sounds? Okay. But yet as believers, as Christians, uh, you, that's so fundamental, okay? The reason, I believe, the reason that you got born again is because somewhere along the line you heard God's voice, you sensed his tugging at your heart or whatever, and so you entered into this. Some people think that, um, you know, God speaks here and there. It's very limited. Some people think that God speaks through, like, men and women of God, but they often dismiss themselves from being able to hear God the way Jesus even heard his father, you know. And so I want to look at some things this morning. Um, John chapter 5, this is one of my favorites. You guys know this, but let's read verse 19 and 20. It says this, it says, So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you most solemnly I tell you, the Son is able to do nothing of himself or of his own accord, for he is only able to do what he sees The Father doing. And whatever the Father does is what the Son does in the same manner or in His turn. For the Father dearly loves the Son and discloses or shows Him everything that He Himself does. And He will disclose to Him and let Him see even greater things yet than these, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. I think that's pretty cool. So we know this practical principle that Jesus only did what He saw His Father doing. We've heard us talk a lot about that in, you know, months, years past, whatever. But I I want you to think about that for a minute. In your life, in my life, what is it that we, you know, when we go about our day-to-day lives, our day-to-day routines, how much do we do that we just do for the sake of doing because we've always done it? Versus how much do we do based on we've really, really, you know, heard and seen from our Father to step out and do what, what he wants us to do. Uh, last night, we were driving home, and Carter asked me this question. He said, um, Dad, why, if, if, uh, if God is all-powerful, then why does so much bad stuff happen in the, in the world today? I'm thinking, well, that's such a great, light question, son. Thank you. I'm glad you asked. And I know there are, there are some maybe seemingly simple answers to that question, but um, I put it to him like this, and it really, it was going in line with what I was going to be sharing today, although I, I didn't know exactly the full extent of it at that time. But um, you are here as a believer to be a broker uh, for God's kingdom in the earth, all right? So you're, we are God's delegated authority on the earth, okay? So he could have come, he could, he could do it all himself, but Jesus said, it's actually better that I go to my Father, because I'm going to go to my Father, and then he's going to send the Holy Spirit, 
And the Holy Spirit will empower you. The Holy Spirit will fill you, will baptize you. He will, he will, he will flow through you like a river of living water. He will flow through you, okay? Now, how many kind of have an idea that if some river is going to move through you, there's got to be an opening at some point, yeah? He didn't say you're going to be swamps. You're going to be, you're going to be containers. You're going to be cisterns. For, for, for the, this, you know, the Holy Spirit. He said he's going to flow through you like a river. It also says that, that um, in, 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 was it 1 John, where he says that the Holy Spirit will give you unction to function. That's a paraphrase. But he, but he says that. He says, you, you're going you're gonna, to, um, you have an anointing given by the Holy Spirit. You have an anointing. And so, and then it goes on to say, you actually don't even need a bunch more teachers because the Holy Spirit himself will teach you and lead you and guide you into all truth. Okay? So there's this amazing thing that's happening where when you become born again, you're absolutely filled with the fullness of God. The fullness of the Godhead deity dwelt in him and now he is in us. Okay? But... It's like this. I like some people ask the question when they when they talk about the baptism of Holy Spirit. They say, "Can you explain it to me?" And I'm like, "Well, let me try." When you become born again, the Holy Spirit is resident. When you become baptized with the Holy Spirit, he becomes president. That's as simple as I can put it. In that's in the sense of it's not just a matter of having Holy Spirit resident in your life, but there's a surrendering and a hungering and a longing to be absolutely immersed, baptized in Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit baptizes you, immersed, one of the, one of the things that, that happens, there's, a, there's, a, there's several byproducts of Holy Spirit baptism, but one being speaking in other tongues. Now, there's, there's a couple different lanes you can take on that one. There's the one lane that's, that's, you know, speaking in tongues, gift of tongues, as in the nine spiritual gifts, you know, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. But it's like this. When you, when you read, in, and I'll just kind of swoop over this, but when you read in Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, you see this empowering of the Holy Spirit. He wants to empower you, so he, he wants to give you gifts. So Paul says, first of all, he says, you need to pursue these gifts. You need to go after them. You need to hunger to be used by God in this. And then, and then in, thir in 13, he puts this thing in there about love and how, you know, Love is the, the anchor for everything. Jen read a scripture this morning regarding that very thing, the depth, the height, the, the length of God's love, to be established not just intellectually but through experience, the love of God. We sang about it this morning, and so there's that love there that becomes the foundation for everything we do because if we prophesy or we heal the sick or we, or we, or we uh, you know, have a message in tongues or interpretation in tongues, Word of wisdom, word of faith, working of miracles, whatever it might be of the gifts, but we're, not, we're, we're loveless or we've got low on the love, then he says, you're just a gong show. You're like a squeaky gate that gets on people's nerves. And then he says, I want to show you a better way. And he's talking about the more powerful, the greater way is the way of love. And then after he said all that, then he says, now I want you to covet spiritual gifts, especially they may prophesy. Isn't that bizarre? It's kind of interesting how this sandwich is there. It's like, here's the gifts, here's the desire for the gifts, and in the middle is this love. And that, that's the foundation for everything we do. 
So when we read in John chapter 5, it says, the Father dearly loves the Son. He's saying, I'm putting 1 Corinthians 13 right in the beginning of this whole thing. The Father dearly loves the Son. Once you're established in that, and it's not that we arrive, it's like, yes, I've received the Father's love. Check on to the next thing, you know? It's not like that. The Father's love and the love of God is a deep well that you're never going to exhaust. There's always more to understand. There's always more to experience. And so... He says here, though, he says, the father dearly loves the son, and he shows him all the things he's doing. So there's this, there's this establishment of the love of God, and then he moves into the revelation of God, that he's showing him all the things that he's doing. And then the third thing is just simple obedience. The son just goes and does likewise. It's just that easy. And yet we complicate it so much sometimes. So back to the question um, regarding you know, evil in the world and things are bad, if God's all-powerful, why doesn't he just come here and do it himself? That was the next question he asked me. He says, why doesn't he just come here and do it himself? And I said, well, because God actually, he appointed us as brokers in his kingdom to actually expand his kingdom, that we would be the representation of God on the earth today. And then he didn't just leave us powerless, but he, he gave us his Holy Spirit so that we could function and have the unction to function just like Jesus did. Isn't that, isn't that great? He set it up. It was, it's like not just a win-win. It's a one-one. Like we won and we won and we win and we won. It's like, it's not, I'm not saying like one-one. I'm talking about we won, you know? That's what I mean. So, but the deal is that I feel part of it is this. Like we're here to govern in the earth. And so the only way that we can govern in the earth is by walking with the Holy Spirit, by listening to what he's saying. So if, if our mindset is, man, I, I would really love it if that man of God or woman of God would give me a prophetic word. I mean, that's great. and We still believe in all that stuff. But God wants to communicate right to you individually. God wants to speak to you individually. And that you could actually speak. You're, you're like a mouthpiece for God where you work. Where you, where you, you know, go have fun at the restaurant, wherever it may be. And, uh, but the key is obviously that love piece there, right? So let's just get back to the gifts of the Spirit for a minute because there are all these gifts. There's nine gifts. It's interesting. This is really cool, too. Did you know that they're gifts of the Spirit? Isn't that great? That takes the pressure off you. It's not, it's not based on your natural giftedness. They're the gifts of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit... I, when, I, when this one hit me like a ton of bricks one day, I was like, wow, it's your fruit. It's not mine. It, it, it's produced in my life, but it's not from my, like, striving to be more patient or striving to be more loving or, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not about that. It's about his work. And so as we allow him to move in our lives, he produces this fruit in us. And he makes us look way better than... You know what I mean? Like, he makes us look really good, right? So, you've got the nine gifts there. and One of those things being, you know, the, the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Um, gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, you know, you, you've, and then you've also got, Paul talks about praying in the Spirit. Two different things. Praying in the Spirit, my personal prayer language when I'm praying in the tongues of men or angels, but I have not love, I'm just a gong show. I'm praying sometimes in, the tongue, in, in tongues of angels. Really? That's kind of neat, isn't it? That's another language you can add to your resume. How many languages do you speak? Well, I speak a few. 
And uh, you'll see that when, when there was, in the book of Acts, though, when they spoke in other tongues, they were speaking in languages. It, they weren't giving a message to, to the people. As you, as, you, as you hear of, um, you know, you, how many were in a service back in the day, maybe, where somebody would speak out in tongues and then somebody would, there'd be an interpretation of tongues. We've had it happen here a few times, too. And that is very similar, actually, to, to a prophetic utterance. Now, we, we, oftentimes, you'll see somebody will prophesy a little bit, you know, prophesy something, proclaim a word from the Lord. Uh, in, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, when they're, they're there and the Holy Spirit's pulled out, poured out one and two, and it says that they were, they were glorifying God in the languages of the people. So in, when there's a tongue that's released where um, it, you're bringing glory to God, when it talks about a message in tongues, it's like a message from God to the people. Like it's two different things. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's just kind of a basic overview. But sometimes people, um, they don't understand all this stuff. And, and because some people, their backgrounds, their experience has not been, ra- they haven't been raised in more of a charismatic background or whatever. But... I guess the bottom line is this. Paul said, I wish you'd all speak in tongues. That's what he said. In fact, he didn't even talk about I pray in, t- I, I pray in tongues more than you all, you know. And, and so there's something about praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, building up yourself in the most holy faith, building up your faith, your inner man. Paul also said, my mind is unfruitful, but my spirit is edified. So I think if, if you want to see, this is just a freebie on the side, if you want to see God's presence and his river flow in your life, I'd encourage you to pray in the spirit, pray in other tongues on a regular basis, not just when you sense his presence. A lot of times if I don't sense his presence, I begin to speak in other tongues and pray in other tongues, and all of a sudden through that experience, by my engaging in faith in something I don't feel, I'll start to feel what I've already had, but I just didn't really know it at the time, right? So that's a whole other side. Now, when he says here, when he says, the father dearly loves his son, we announced it this morning, uh, 25 years ago, um, you know, God was poured out in such a powerful way, the manifestation of his presence was made very known in a small church in Toronto, Canada. We're a byproduct of that. Many ministries in the earth today are actually a byproduct of what God did 25 years ago. And by the way, it wasn't that it just, it stopped. No, he's, he's been pouring out, I mean... We're experiencing an outflow of what God did 25 years ago. But the main message of the outflow, uh, by the way, if you back up the bus before God kaboomed the place on the 100 and change, 120 people in that room, before that happened, God prophetically spoke some things. He said these some things would happen. So he spoke some things of future events that would take place. Okay? So in that sense, we as a movement are a prophetic movement. We're a revelatory movement. We believe that God will, Amos says, you know, that the Lord doesn't reveal things, but first to the prophets. So he'll speak and he'll show things to prophetic people. They'll say things, and depending on where they're at in terms of, you know, their their metron or their measure of influence, so the measure of authority they carry, there are those that are prophets that speak to nations, they speak to leadership. Then there are those that, and we're going to talk a little bit about the gift of prophecy today, where that's not necessarily you're a prophet to the nations or you're a prophet to leaders and all that kind of stuff, but you're just, you're a believer, so because you're a believer, you have access to prophetic flow, you have access to, to be able to hear God's thoughts and see his things and stuff like that, right? So, it was prophesied, though, that God was going to move. And the one prophecy that came was that it was going to be like Niagara Falls. 
that there would be a moving of God that would be like Niagara Falls. Now, in the middle of the craziness of the revival that broke out, we're celebrating 25 years this January 20th. In the middle of all that, it got dubbed the Father's Blessing because the the Father's love was such a theme that was there. And I really feel prophetically, okay, on the big picture of things, I feel like for 25 years, God has been laying a foundation of the Father's love in the world today. How many have been impacted by the Father's love? Yeah. One of the reasons we love, uh, like, RTF ministry, for example, restoring the foundations, is because what they do is they minister, the Holy Spirit ministers to your heart and begins to take down blockages identifying blockages for you to receive and get a revelation of the Father's love. That's like, that's very, a basic part of it. But the deal is, is that the more we experience his love, then, it, then I feel that, this, that the next step that we come into is all of a sudden, when we, we understand how much he loves us and we're secure in his love and we're received and accepted in his love, we live like sons and daughters. We don't, we don't live like orphans who always feel rejected or, you know, that kind of thing. Once some of those issues get established and, and, and settled in our hearts, I feel that this is where God's taking us. You've heard me say it before, that he dearly loves us. We get that established, and then, it's, and then it says, and, and he shows him all the things that he's doing. And so now there's this discovery. Say, God, what are you doing? What do you want to show me today? What do you want to, what do you want to, you know, what do you have for me this week? What is it, what's the purpose of, of what you want to do through me? How you want to flow through me? Remember I said earlier that you're the broker of his kingdom in the earth today. Okay, so we have the responsibility to take what we've received from the Lord and execute it in the earth today. So in, in that sense, we actually have a, um, a responsibility Big time, in fact, I've said this, like, when God gives you a revelation on something, it's your responsibility to live up to that level of revelation. I'm not responsible to live at what God's revealed to you. I'm responsible to live out what God's revealed to me, right? And so, so anyway, so you, you've got this here, so you've got this picture here of God loving, and even in the middle of that move of when the move of God was happening where there were thousands and thousands of people coming to the church in the middle of that somebody prophesied in the middle of that about something else that was going to happen and the word was the gist of it was this that this is nothing compared to what God has next this is nothing and 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 one of the things was too because in that season you got to keep in mind it was it was Somewhat accepted, for example, for somebody to fall over when someone's being ministered to. That was somewhat accepted back then, but it was still kind of new. All the other stuff, though, I mean, I mean, some of the things, the, the shaking, the rattling, the rolling, you know, all that kind of stuff that was going on, that was a bit of a stretch for a lot of people. My hand's up on that one. I used to be the greatest, I used to be the greatest judge of all <laughs> in, in that whole thing. I'd go to a meeting and I'd watch people and I'd be like, well, that's the flesh. I can tell that's the flesh. That's definitely the flesh. Like, that's not God. And then I'd look, i go, well, that, that's probably God. Yeah, I think that's God. Yeah, that's definitely God. And as I sat there in judgment over what I was watching, what I thought, like, what I was doing is I was asserting myself above God in that sense. You know, you're like, okay, I know more than you, and uh, I'm just going to tell you how I see it. 
But you know what's interesting? Uh, my little judgmental heart never received a touch from the Lord in that atmosphere. Because I was too busy. Well, I don't know about that. I don't Really? Well, come on. Oh, okay, come on. Like that whole thing, right? So thank God for healing and thank God for forgiveness and whatnot. But um, as I started to hunger after God, and I'm, I wasn't hungering after I want to fall down. I wasn't hungering after I want to. But as I was hungering after, God, I don't care what it looks like. I just want you to touch my life and change me forever. Whatever it looks like, you know. And so, anyway, so that was just my own, my own thing. But in the middle of all that, this prophecy came. And it, and it said, this, what God's going to do next is going to make this look conservative and tame. Isn't that wild? Now, we want to, <laughs> so we want to, I, I, I want to, and I, ever since I was small, I, young actually, um, I've been a prophetic person. What I mean by that is I wasn't prophesying and telling God thoughts to people, all that kind of stuff when I was a kid so much, but I would have a, like our lives have just been literally the stepping and the walking out of what God wants has been based on what God's been saying. Sometimes it comes directly to your heart. Sometimes it comes through somebody else. Sometimes it just comes right out of the Bible like this. But my steps, our steps have been ordered by God through revelatory, revelation, prophetic flow. I mean, the reason that we're here this morning, the reason I'm married today, for goodness sakes, is because it's, it all started with Mel walking down the hallway and God spoke to my heart and said, what do you think, Trev? And I knew at that moment he was saying, he was, he was, he was speaking to my heart and he, he was saying, uh, he was saying like, she's an option for you. Like, I'm, I'm good with this, you know? And uh, I'm like, are you serious? So, how many have heard that story before? Have you heard our story? No? Okay, I'll tell just a little bit of it. Have you, has, you guys not heard our story? Who's heard our story? Okay, some have. Okay, I'll tell it real quick, real easy. But So I see Mel, we're, we're in college, and um, see Mel, and the Lord spoke that to my heart. And I'm like, whoa. So long story short, again, prophetically, God saw fit. He put us on this ministry team together out of the entire student body where there was five of us on this ministry team. And so it was early in the school year. We were to head from Saskatoon to uh, Winnipeg and then on to Thunder Bay. So on this trip then, we're sitting in the van and we're just talking the whole time. And, and I, I've never been much for, you know, kind of just small talk and chit-chat. I just kind of want to, blah, go for it, you know. And so anyway, we talked about dreams. We talked about prophetic words we had on our lives. We talked about all kinds of things. And uh, on the way back then, I'm, I'm just, I was just another prophetic moment. This is the one for you. Like, this is seriously it. So why don't you tell her? Okay. So, so after 32 hours of conversation in a van, and then ministry that weekend and stuff, um, I just leaned over to her and I said, honey, I, uh, sorry, I didn't say honey, not yet. That would come later. I said, I, said, uh, I said, Mel, I said, I've never said this to anyone except my grandma and my mom, but I wanted to save it for the woman that I'd spend the rest of my life with. And I want to just let you know that I love you. And I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you. And I said, you don't need to say anything. And she just kind of looked at me like, oh. And I said, you don't need to say anything. I'm not looking for a response. But I thought maybe we could go out sometime. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And so, because the deal is, the father dearly loves the son and shows him all things he's doing. And so the son just goes and does likewise. I was just behaving like a son, right? So he showed me. And, uh, and so I said that. And then, um, and then shortly thereafter, then we went on a date and, and the rest is history. So I forgot one little part in there. Yeah, no, I won't even go. That's okay. Actually, this is funny. I was, I was dating a girl at the time. And, but it wasn't a serious thing at all. It, like, it was like, you know, uh, we were buddies. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was not serious at all. But I had to sort that out first because I knew, right? Little course ad- correction, adjustment. So <laughs> we get married. We have kids, yada, yada, yada. I'm up preaching in northern BC. This is several years ago now. And I just, sh- I just leaked out that testimony of how I met my wife and stuff. And uh, in the room, this is so funny, in the room was a cousin of the girl that I dropped to go. <laughs> and she came up to me after. She goes, I knew I recognized you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She goes, yeah, I'm so-and-so from, you know. And I, I said, oh, really? And then I'm going, oh, wow, this is really awkward, you know. But she was only about this high when, when that all happened and stuff. So anyway. It was fun. It's good. But here's the deal. So if we're gonna if we're gonna broker what God wants us to do in the earth today, like we have a responsibility to hear from God. We have a responsibility to 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 understand what He's calling us to do. And I say that specifically that what He's calling us to do, because I'm not called to do what you're called to do. We might do the same thing sometimes, but it's individually each of us as a son and a daughter of the Most High, to say yes, to say, here, God, I'm just going to do what you're showing me, what you're, what you're telling me to do, and I'm just going to go for it and do it, right? Understanding that it's Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that works in us and through us to see everything accomplished. So all the stuff that we're, you know, he also talked about, like, healings and miracles and all this kind of good kingdom stuff like that, um, all that stuff, it's through the aid and the help of the Holy Spirit. It's not through my own, you know, if I'm really good or if I've prayed for 10 hours this week, then probably I'm going to have a bit, few more healings this week because I prayed for 10 hours this week. That's not the heart of God. So if you look at this whole thing, you know, this prophetic, um, revelatory, God speaking, where, where he's showing this, this passage in John chapter 5 is really a prophetic thing because God is showing, the Father is showing the Son things, and he just does them. It was a lifestyle he modeled. But um, the heart of revelatory lifestyle or, or, or prophetic, a prophetic lifestyle, like you're called to be, you are a prophetic person. You were designed to hear God. You were designed to, to, to get God thoughts. You were designed actually to obey God. He, he predestined things. He's got good works prepared for you. And that comes through you and I listening to him and seeing what he's doing and just going and doing likewise. The simplicity of this thing is amazing. But the uh, working it out is extremely challenging. <laughs> it can be. Because, you know, the, the, the mind gets in the way and all this stuff. But the heart of the prophetic is this. It, it, it's always about potential. It's always about potential. When, when God sees a situation, he, he looks beyond the mess of the situation, and he, go, he sees the potential of what he could do there. So if you want to be a prophetic person, you've got to be a person who always looks to the potential. 
And I should even say the positive potential, not just the negative outcome that, oh, this is going to happen. Well, look at, you know what? I realize that this is going on, so if they don't correct that, it's going to be bad. And then something goes and it, it, you know, it happens and it's bad. And you're like, see how prophetic I am? That's not the kind of prophetic God's looking for, okay? I'm talking about, we're talking about just the general level of, I would call it like, um, almost like entry level prophetic that everybody's called to is we're here to comfort, to encourage, and to exhort, to build up. Corinthians talks about the gift of prophecy, all right? Let it be for your comfort, exhortation, and, and um, uh, edification, right? So, but, so the prophetic always speaks to potential and positive potential. You can, cha- you can change your lifestyle right now where you are simply by, in situations, this next week here, real easy homework assignment, when something happens that's challenging, God, what's, what's the potential in this situation? What's the positive outcome? What, what, what do you, how do you see this? I want to know. And by doing that and allowing him to show you and speak to your heart about a situation, you're actually you're, you're developing your prophetic gifting just by doing that. It's as simple as that. Like, it, like to make it so simple. It always speaks to potential. Um, also, Prophetic always is about possibility. It always speaks to the, not just the potential, but possibility. And then in God's vernacular, it's the all things possible. That's what it is. It's all things possible, right? He, it's not just, well, that could happen. No, no, no. He's saying anything could happen. It could really happen. And, and it's, again, it's, it's not that negative well, nothing ever good happens to me. If you want to squelch that river from flowing in your life, just keep that mindset. But that's not who you are, so I know you don't want to stay there. Right. So let's just speak to the, the good of it. It's that positive, the, the possibility that the, all things are possible. So when we're confronted with an, uh, a situation, I know I've got a good friend. They, they're in uh, California, in San Diego, and their daughter had some severe health challenges. And when he would when he first heard the report of the health challenges that she had when she was such a young girl, she's had multiple heart surgeries and whatnot. Her name is Faith. They named her Faith. So the name in itself was prophetic. And then suddenly after this child, is, they realize, oh, there's some problems here in the natural. And I've seen, I've seen them so many times when they come into these impossible or bad reports from a doctor or impossible situations in the natural, he'll laugh. And he goes, this is another opportunity for a miracle. Like he see, like it's, it's a complete different view of how you'd look, the ob- look at the obstacle. You know, to some you might see this big problem. To others you think, this is amazing because do you know how much glory God's going to get out of this one? Like, come on, this is impossible. So I want you to think right now about situations in your own life. Situations that are like, man, this is so messed up. I, I, however... And I want you to say, Holy Spirit, would you show me prophetically, God, how do you see this? And as you allow him to show you, it could be as simple as he'll highlight a verse to you. He'll, you'll know it's God's thoughts if it's anchored in love and it's anchored in hope and it's anchored in, you know, the best, you see. If it's positive and it's biblical like that, it's God. Is it that easy? It's that easy. So just imagine what would happen then collectively if a group of us 
began to live our lives on a daily basis, keeping this thought of rooted and established in the love of God. Father, what are you showing me? What do you want to show me? And he's showing us the potential. He's showing us the possibility. It's a positive thing. It's not negative. It's not... Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's so much doom and gloom going on in the earth today. Like there just is. But there's a lot of really good positive stuff too. But I think that we need to be the mouthpiece for the positive. We need to, we need to be... I, I, I'm, I'm believing and I'm praying. I pray this all the time actually. I pray that Catch the Fire Winnipeg would be full of Barnabases. You know, he was a son of encouragement. Think about that. If, 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 you were to, if we were just all a bunch of encouragers, that anyone comes in the door, and they, they, they were like, whoa, I'm, I left that place with hope. I left with, man, I'm, I'm ex-. they actually believe in me. They actually believe the good in me. They, and I've said this many, many times. The prophetic and the heart of prophetic is not to see through people, it's to see them through, Right? So it's not that we're looking through people and you, you see this dirt and you see all this problem and all this stuff. But the heart of the prophetic God sees, he says, no, 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 I'm going to bring you through that. I wanna, that's my heart for you. I want to bring you through that. Imagine what it would be like. People would be beating down the doors. It's so true. Somebody comes in, they feel loved, they feel accepted, but they feel encouraged because there's potential there. Your mouth is a, your mouth is the is the um, the absolute gate to release this prophetic God's voice in the earth today. What you speak out. I'm dealing with a situation right now where we're working with this uh, no one not here but a couple that's they, they don't live here. And uh, it's just a really, really rough situation. And I'm, I'm hearing some of the things that comes out of the husband's mouth towards his wife and his kids and stuff. I'm going, oh, how could you ever say that? How could you ever speak that kind of stuff out? You know, I think it was a, few, a month or so ago when Kevin talked about the, the you can't have a flowing out of the same well. You can't have salt water and fresh water, right? And out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so that's why it's important to get our heart cleared up and cleaned up so that we can speak out. And so the, the deal is, as a prophetic person, as a believer, though there's evil in the world, when somebody comes in your zone, in your realm of influence, they should be encouraged, they should be edified, they should be uh, at least leave with a little bit more hope than they, they did when they first walked into your presence, you know? So it's the heart of the prophetic. So... It's uh, potential, it's possible, all things are possible. It's also this, it's also the purposes of God. So the prophetic deals with the purposes of God. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but this message has been brought to you by the letter P. Um, but the purposes of God. God, what's your purpose here right now? Like, what's your plan? What's your purpose? You can actually receive from the Lord what his purpose is for you. You can receive from the Lord what his purpose is for other people. You can, you can and you're called to proclaim it. <laughs> There's another P for you. So his purposes, and then the last thing I want to say about this is that it has to do with his perspective. His perspective. 
God's what you, what we've mentioned this already, but God, what's your perspective in this situation right now? So I'm going to do a little, uh, we'll do a little exercise here. I'm trying to keep it like super ultra simple where the, the, the prophetic hearing God, seeing what he's doing, hearing what he's doing, watching and, and seeing, and then activating it and speaking about it, you know, proclaiming it. It's as simple as that. Is it, is it positive? Is it building up what he shows you? Is it, is it um, uh, possible? Is, it a, like, is, it, is he speaking to the possibilities of what could be? Is he, is he speaking to the potential of something? These are all just real simple things. So you could, in fact, if you, if you really boil it down, probably everyone here has probably prophesied at one time or another. Really? Yeah, totally. All right, let's, let's, let's go into this. Um, all right. There's so much I could I could drop in here. I just want to. I really wanted to keep it ultra, ultra, ultra simple this morning. But um, how does God speak? How does this? How does this? This um, you know, hearing God's voice and speaking out to other people and all that kind of stuff. How does He do that? How does He speak? Like how will He speak to us to deliver what we're supposed to deliver? You say that we're supposed to broker His kingdom in the earth. Well, then how does He speak to us? Well, He speaks to us through His Word. If you want to say, I want to be a prophetic person, here's the, probably the best way just to start being a prophetic person and developing your prophetic gifting is just to get into the Bible and start to read it. <laughs> just, just, just read the Word. Just go ahead, write down, write in your Word, write, mark it up, color it, stuff that makes sense, stuff that doesn't make sense, questions you have, just read the Word. I'm actually blown away by how many people today don't, they're not regular in their Word. It's actually mind-blowing. And this is not a condemnation thing. I'm not condemning coming down on you. But I'm telling you what, this Word right here, it's got it all. It's got everything you need. Like everything you need is right here. Well, I'm having a hard time hearing God. Crack your Bible. Read it. <laughs> like it's so, it's, 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 it's amazing. And so what happens, though, is a lot of times he'll speak to you through, your, through his word. But if you're not reading his word, then how is it going to work, you know? If you can't read it, say you're driving all the time, get an audio Bible. Put it on. Listen to it. Do you know how much time we, wait, time we spend wasting on just stuff, you know? I was actually really proud. I got my report this morning. And um, you know that your phone, your iPhone, puts out reports once in a while? Did you know that? How much screen time you have? How many have seen that before? Yeah, so I, I, we're, we're, we're driving here this morning, and we're sitting at the light, and all of a sudden my phone goes, ding, it's sitting down here. I look down at it, Carter and I, are, and I, and I said, oh, wow, I said, I've only had a, it's only six minutes a day that I'm on screen time. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Are you sure it didn't say six hours? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, but how much time do we spend in our lives, in our days, just doing stuff that, that, that. You know, and you could be developing, honing the father dearly loves T-Dog and he shows him all things he's doing and I'm just going to go do likewise. Well, give, give, give God some raw material. Just get into the word. Just read the word. And then it could be as simple as this where you're, you meet somebody or you run into somebody, an old friend or someone you hadn't seen in a while 
And you're like, okay, Lord, Psalm 139 says that your thoughts are so vast toward us. Would you give me one of your thoughts for this person? Like, get intentional about it. Don't just, don't just kind of walk, you know, through life and, okay, God, if you want to drop it on me, drop it on me. You know, the just shall live by faith, not by sovereign divine opportunities, right? So let's, let's walk by faith, live by faith, but partner with the Lord. Ask him, say, God, is there a thought you, wanna, you want me to share with this person? And then he might just drop one of the words that you've read, perhaps, you know. How else does God speak? Well, he also speaks, you can see it, Ezekiel 1, uh, Hebrews 13. He speaks through visions. He speaks from angels. Angels speak revelatory, things like that. Audible voice, still small voice, 1 Kings 19. Um, the voice of the beloved Song of Solomon, 2.14. He speaks of through natural things, too, you know, natural things, too. How many people uh, get numbers? You see the clock, it's the same number all the time or whatever, you know, yeah? Let God speak to you about that stuff. Ask him about it. Sometimes it'll be a scripture verse, you know? It could, sometimes it could be a scripture, it'll, like it's actually the address of a scripture that he wants you to check out. Other times it could be something totally different. It could be just that he wants to get your attention, right? Um, physical sense in our body, inner knowings, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment. He also speaks through the peace, Isaiah 26, 3. He speaks through the peace of God, okay? So he, the, there are many ways he speaks, but let's do this. We're going to shut her down because it's already 12. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to, I want to do an activation right now, though, to activate us to practice hearing God for, for someone or some situation. Okay, let's all stand to our feet. If you do not want to participate in this activation, it's, it's not a hard activation, it's very easy, um, then you can just remain seated, that's fine. But if you'd like to participate, which I encourage you all to, let's just stand up and, and, uh, and do this. So Father, this morning we thank you that we're here to broker the miraculous, we're here to broker your kingdom, to release your kingdom in the earth today. And we know that your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We thank you that your kingdom is a kingdom of possibilities. Your kingdom is a kingdom of purpose. It's a kingdom of potential. And uh, so this morning, Father, we're, we're just here as a prophetic people to hear your voice and to share your voice with people. Your kingdom come, your will be done in the earth today as it is in heaven. And Lord, I'm asking you to use me. Let's pray a simple prayer. Father... Use me this week to speak encouragement, to brighten somebody's day, to change a situation with my words that you put in my heart. Your words, my words. In Jesus' name, amen.